0: Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right. Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast. This is Brandon Allen. And if you're unfamiliar with the New Work Revolution and what it's about, it's about bringing the human element back to the workplace. And we do this through building strong leadership. And I want to talk today about work specifically. And I was really inspired. I, you know, it's kind of weird. Sometimes you just have these weeks where you run into a lot of different information about work and what work means and what value we get from work. And I had a, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine from college for in a, a, a longtime friend, Katie, who had uh, posted a, a really interesting article on on Facebook about you know, work and, and where we get fulfillment and, and what that means for women. And I, I really enjoyed the article and, and I, I was reading some of the comments of how people respond to uh, these types of articles and, and, and there was a particular individual who said that uh, you know after twenty years of doing this certain type of work I realized that you know work is work and you know that's you know that's that's all it is, right? It's just work. And and then I ran across Another comment that someone else made on a on a completely different related uh, kind of a topic, but a, a totally different thread, you know, where someone said, hey, everyone hates to work and even billionaires try to get out of working and, and things like that. And I think that that is obviously not true. Uh, but I, I, it really puzzled me, and I I think for everyone who's brave enough to say it, there's a lot of people who think about work and they say, you know what, work is just a means to an end. And I think if we want to get work right, and my and just my personal belief and my philosophy, and I and I come from a a, a Christian bent on on work, is I believe that God wired us for working. God wired us to work. Where we are hardwired from the very beginning to work. And to create and cultivate. And if you think about uh, Genesis and you think about Adam being placed in the garden, he was placed in the garden to work. And um, I, know not, I know not everyone believes in God. I know uh, there's plenty of people who are probably listening to this who are like, uh, I don't even believe in the Bible. I, I totally get that. But my personal philosophy is that we're, ha- we're hardwired at some level to work. And, and the question becomes, what is our philosophy on work? What what is your philosophy? Why do you work? What does work do for you? And how often do we work and we don't think about what that really looks like? And I know for me, I spent the first nine years of my career working in a job that I didn't really enjoy. And I worked in that job really for as a means to an end. It was uh, about benefits. It was about income. But I really wasn't necessarily uh, passionate about what I did. I had a hard time bringing. The passion to what I did. And it, it was really tough. And, and if you'd asked me back then what my philosophy on working was, I don't know that I would have really had one. I don't know that I really would have thought about that. And I think about this thought that I heard about recently that really made me think a lot about work. And it's from Andy Stanley. And Andy Stanley is a, a pastor from uh, a church, I believe it's called North Point in Atlanta, Georgia. They're, they have several campuses uh, in that area. And he talked about that, you know, hey, I, I'm a means to an end, I am not the end. And when I think about working in purpose and I think about working on purpose, this is something that I've worked a, a lot on over the last, I don't know, let's say 10, 11 years of my life. How do I become a means to an end? But I don't want to be the end. Because the problem is, is you know, when I when I, when I was younger, I, w- I tried to be the end. And I was very self-serving, I was very pleasure-seeking, I I wanted to work for my own benefit. And really what I thought was interesting about uh, the article that I saw from my friend on Facebook was that this woman had talked about where people try to set up things for their own benefit in their life, right? They do things like they wait longer to have kids, right, for fulfillment reasons. They focus on their career, they focus on growing their income, growing their stuff, and it's interesting to think about how we continue to pour into that, but how it just doesn't fill us in the way that we hope it will. We don't, it doesn't fill us, uh, it, it doesn't give us ultimate satisfaction. And even having kids, right, because this is, the, this is the, the challenge, right, for a, a working woman. How do, I, how do I fulfill myself in my career, but what if I don't work? And what if, you know, uh, how do I fulfill myself at home? But what if I don't have kids? And, and you know, am I less of a person if I don't? And, and the funny thing is, is that uh, no job and no family circumstance is going to fill us completely. You know, the funny thing, the irony about kids is we think, hey, you know, uh, kids can fulfill us. But you know what? The funny thing is, is and, I, and my wife would wholeheartedly agree with the statement is, you know, kids are kids. And they don't appreciate parenting until long after the parenting is over. And so if I'm looking for fulfillment and I'm looking for a sense of purpose in that, it's hard to find that when my kids don't necessarily appreciate what I'm bringing to the table to them because they don't have the depth and understanding to really appreciate that at a certain level. So it's hard to find pleasure in that. And most of us work for someone else. Not everyone is an entrepreneur or or has the benefit of that. Now, a lot of people listening to this podcast are entrepreneurs, but a lot of people don't have that. And so they're trying to find fulfillment at work, but we're trying to find fulfillment at work, fulfilling someone else's vision and someone else's purpose. And we're ultimately at someone else's mercy when we do that. And I'm not here to tell you that you should quit your job and start a business or that uh, entrepreneurship is the only way to go. But when I think about the purest form of expression for my purpose, there's not a better way to do that than through entrepreneurship. But I want to focus that in a way that's healthy for me, and that is in being a means to an end. So for me, uh, my, my wife had asked me this question. She said, well, what what are the things that are on your heart or, or what satisfaction do you get uh, from being that means? What are the ends that you're working for? And for me personally, because I've worked in uh, great work environments, I've also worked in not great work environments. I've worked for great leaders. I've also worked for not great leaders. I recognize that when we want to get work right and we want to help people really enjoy the work that they do, as leaders, we can be a real catalyst for the kind of culture and environment that we create. That is something that is very heavy on my heart and I want to help people do. I also want people to have uh, to live a life that they enjoy. I want them to have freedom and purpose in their life. I want those two things to be married. So how do I create a life where I can go to my kids' games, I can do all these things, because I can feel uh, really good about that. And I I read just, this was, this is kind of related to this. Uh, There's a woman named uh, Lindsay Zarniak, and she used to uh, do a sports center on ESPN. She did that for a period of time, and she is no longer with ESPN. And I was reading her story, and she was talking about how great it was to spend time with family, how great it was to get into painting and, and some different things like that. And you think about what's broken about certain types of work, right? And the entertainment business is certainly one of those things. But If I have to sacrifice all these things over here that I enjoy just to serve my work master, there's something probably inherently broken with that. If we think about something that takes us away from other things that we value uh, more than uh, than, than the work itself, then if work is consuming all of that time, there's something inherently broken with that. And if I'm being completely honest with you, Work is not even in the top five values that I actually hold personally for myself. There are five other things that are that are of more value, but work tends to serve some of the values that I have, and it's really important for me. But I think about how heartbreaking and tragic it is for people to work in these environments, and then they, they take a break from it, and they realize there's all this other stuff that they like to do in their lives. And it makes me think of that. Uh, there was an onion video. And I show it in one of my workshops. And it's about this guy who finds fulfillment because he gets laid off. And he's like, man, you know, I work out. I cook all these meals. like He does all this stuff. And and you laugh about it. But it's like, man, that's how work is for a lot of people, right? It's just drudgery. It's about going in and sacrificing my life to serve my job. And I Think about work and how do we do both? How do we have freedom, but how do we also work in purpose? And what are those things that are on our heart? Another thing that is on my heart that my wife asked me about is, look, I grew up in a single-parent home. I grew up not having a biological father that participated in my life. And because of that, I have a heart for also other young men who don't have a father figure, that uh, may want that in their life. Now, I'm not saying that uh, you're uh, screwed if you don't have a father figure, um, but I do think for a lot of young men, we crave and we seek Having a mentor who maybe thinks like us, then talks like us and cares about the same things that we care about, to speak into their lives, and that's something that, that I have a passion for. And when I, when I run across young men who uh, don't have that in their life, I, I want to think about how do I create a, a positive outcome for that person? And you know, in the end, what I want to do is I want to be a means to certain ends. How do I become a vessel? of value creation. And that's so tricky, right? It's so tricky. And as great as all this sounds, that here's the funny thing about creating value and being a value creator and being a vessel is that we can get it wrong and we can get it wrong in ways that are tricky. And, you know, the funny thing is, is as soon as we start patting ourselves on the back uh, and acknowledge our own achievement in creating value, we start to slowly inwardly focus and we erode our ability to create value fully. And I, it's really interesting. I mean, Facebook is, and, and other social media platforms are really interesting. Because I work in the entrepreneurial space, I see a lot of entrepreneurs who talk about their end results, right? Uh, their trips that they go on, the cars that they buy, the homes that they have, all these different things. And they say, you know, and I, and I hear this all the time, right? Uh, entrepreneurs really talk about this. And, and some of it I feel like is just overplayed, uh, you know, bullshit that uh, we're trying to convince people that we're doing okay by the stuff that we have. Or, you know, they just say, results don't lie. Uh, Results, uh, you know, look at my results. My results don't lie. And the reality is, is look, uh, you know, I don't know how you got those things. Maybe results do lie. Uh, You may have got those through value creation. Maybe you didn't. Uh, But just because you have that doesn't uh, necessarily mean anything to me. Uh, It could be meaningful. It could be meaningless. But I don't want to, as soon as I start focusing on those things, now I'm inwardly focusing. Uh, If I'm not careful, I'm narcissistic. And I start to erode my ability to create value, but it's really tricky, right? This, as soon as I start patting myself on the back for doing great things, is the minute that I've started to switch that uh, ability to create uh, the value or to uh, create certain outcomes that I'm trying to create by by looking at myself and patting myself on the back for how great I'm doing. It's a really tricky thing because I think sometimes as business owners, we need that. As leaders, we need that. But, you know, and I think about another tricky thing for me. In looking at my own ability to create value. And when I work with a client, you know, look, I have a real heart for clients. I have a really, I have a real heart for personal development and helping people take their next step in their business, in their career. How do I serve them in doing that? And the interesting thing is, is I've had to really think about how I do that lately. I've had to think about my own perfectionism and where that perfectionism comes from and how that perfectionism actually impedes me. From creating value for people at the highest level that I can. And when I think about work, I think about even when I think I'm serving the public, at times it's tricky because I recognize that I'm still serving myself. Because of my upbringing, I'm still in this pattern of how do I work and achieve so that people don't know how screwed up that I feel or how screwed up that I am. And the funny thing about this is where has this realization came come from recently? And I know we're not supposed to talk about this, right? This is too vulnerable, but this came from the counseling that I've been doing and seeing a counselor. And not only is that uh, not okay to admit, you know, it's especially not okay uh, here in a town that I or in the city that I live here in Salt Lake, but it's not cool for a man to admit that, hey, I've got things that are challenging to me, and I'm getting help for those things, but I've recognized a pattern of perfectionism. And it's not, you know, I'm thinking I'm doing my, my clients a service and I'm serving my clients, but in the end, what I'm trying to do is serve myself, and I'm trying to put on an appearance of what I'm doing. Now look, are the results still good for my clients? Absolutely. And that's what I'm looking for, right? Uh, what I'm, if, if you want to hear what I'm going to brag about as a business owner, if I brag about anything, it's going to be, hey, what are the results that our people are getting who work with me or who interact with me? Are they getting value from their relationship with me? If I worry about that and I focus on that, the other things happen, right? the The money, the cars, um whatever other things that i want right those things can happen as a byproduct not that's, that doesn't mean that that's guaranteed to happen but that thing can happen and when i think about work it's just really tricky to unpeel all the different layers that we're exposed to and that we start to realize as we get older and as we work hey what's really important what am i really doing this for what is, what is the real purpose for doing this? And, and now I'm looking at this perfectionism and, and how do I let go of certain outcomes and things that I'm doing that aren't necessarily serving me at the highest level so that I can truly create the value at the deepest level that I was meant to create. And you know what's really hard about this is scarcity. Fear, doubt, worry. I know a certain pattern of behavior that I work in works. At a certain level, it works at a certain success level, but I know that if I commit to breaking that down and rebuilding it, that creates value at an even higher level. And it's that fear and that scarcity that keeps us in a job that we don't like. It it keeps us doing things that we don't like, uh, hanging out with people that maybe aren't good influences on us, patterns of behavior that are destructive. These are the things that hold us back from really working in purpose and on purpose. And I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to come back to the very beginning thing that I talked about in this podcast. What is your philosophy for work? Why do you work? And think about what's not fulfilling for you at work. And how do you turn that around and bring the passion to what you do day in and day out by being a means to an end, not an end. And then watching as you create positive outcomes for people around you, which then has a really neat byproduct of creating fulfillment and a life full of purpose for you as a human being. So, hey, I want to thank you guys for uh, listening this week. Hopefully, this rant was uh, valuable to you. This is kind of an off-the-cuff type of a deal today just based on some things that are on my heart that I wanted to share with you guys. Hopefully, you found that valuable. Hey, you got any comments, things for me? Hit me up on social media. You can go to New Work Revolution on Facebook, Brandon Allen on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Uh, You can go to NewWorkRevolution.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this particular show. But take a look at how you work, how you create value, what's next for you, what is a truth that you need to peel back in a layer that uh, you're working on in your own work life. Hey, thanks again for listening. Share the show if it was valuable, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.